We're going through eight, eight changes that that all of us have gone through, whether it's the yoydim or the loyoydim, that the boys are going through right now, that we went through. Some have recuperated better than others. Mr. Vitsius of our lives. And before we could talk about the etzim hasugya of of Shmir Sabris, Kedusha Sabris, and what to discuss with the children and how to work on it ourselves. This is the new sign of our generation. So we need to talk about, this is what we're talking now over these few weeks, to discuss to discuss what is it that, that, that the boys go through and we go through growing up. So take out the page we were learning from Rav Kook, Kedusha Machrevis now. This was part of the third Nakud that we were discussing of how desperately a young man at this age, by mitzvah age, starts earlier now, but this time of his life, how desperately he's longing to find his own separate, unique identity in life, who he is. And as a result of that, because of that, it's instinctive a child that age to feel distant from his parents to want very, very much to feel that he's his own person. He looks at his parents, thank you. He looks at his parents as relics of the past, and he looks towards the future. And we spoke a bit about that. We were learning this piece from Rav Cook. The parents are obviously in a great deal of pain when they see this adorable child that they, that they, that they were so close to. Uh, and suddenly he seems much more interested in his friends. Suddenly he's not really sharing with the parents, talking to the parents, and so on. And the parents feel a great deal of pain as a result of that, and they see that there's a chorban in the family. They begin to feel a chorban in the family. And and the key thing during that time, this is the piece that we're learning from, of course, <coughs> is to try to remember, to try to remember this term that Rav Kook created, kedusha machravis. Let's go back inside. We just learned. The, we just learned the first sentence. Let's go back inside. If you don't have it, try look with somebody to, or to, to, to listen. It's hard to listen to Rav Cook without, without looking at the words. Yesh kedusha bona, yesh kedusha machreves. Now kedusha bona, we understand that that's the purpose of our lives, to build kedusha, to build lives of kedusha, families of kedusha, and so on. But v'yesh kedusha machreves, kedusha machreves, what does that mean? Kedusha that destroys, kedusha machreves. Hakedusha abayin atoyvagolui. When it comes to kedusha that builds, that's obvious. We see the good in that. That's open. That's clear. V'hamachreves tova gonus. However, when it comes to kedusha machreves, the good of that kedusha. Is is hidden. Kedusha Machreves is where something is being destroyed. But the purpose of the destruction is only to prepare to make way for something which is much greater, for something which is higher, for something which is new. Hamasig es Said Hakedusha Hamachreves. When a person understands this sod, this secret of Kedusha HaMachreves, Yochel Hulasakin Kamen Neshamas, he'll have the ability to fix many Neshamas instead of destroying Neshamas, especially our own children. He'll have the ability to fix, to help these Neshamas. Lefigodl Hasagosa. To the degree that one understands this secret of Kedusha Machreves, that to reach higher levels of Kedusha, the lower levels are demolished, are destroyed, are ruined, are broken. From this world of destructive holiness, they come out the great fighters, the great warriors, come out from the world of Kedusha Machreves. Hamaviyim es habracha la'olam will bring great blessing to the world. Malas Moshe bal hayat hachazaka. Rav Kook identifies Moshe Rabbeinu as one of the uh, one of the great 
survivors of Kedusha Machreves, a person was Bal Yad HaChazaka, the Moshe Rabbeinu's essence was Yad HaChazaka, powerful, a powerful person, Sheshover HaSaluchos. Now breaking the Luchos is, is a remarkable example of Kedusha Machreves. Because the Luchos, of course, were made by God. I spoke about this a few weeks ago, Kisisa. The Luchos were made by God, they were inscribed by God. That's not something that anybody should ever dare to break. Unless, unless there's a need to break the Luchos because, because the world needs to be brought to something higher than those Luchos. But those Luchos were outgrown, or something didn't work the first luchos in life that happens and then there's a shattering of the luchos you know you look at luchos and they say they're beautiful they're terrific they're fine when when everything appears to be good and everything appears to be fine and yet there needs to be a time to move on to a higher level a higher madrega so then the <coughs> lower madrega the lower the first luchos are broken are shattered so Moshe Rabbeinu brought great blessing to the world by destroying something that was holy. Our children, our boys in particular, when they're growing up, they're often destroying, they're destroying the holiness that they were raised with as innocent little children. They're destroying that. If a father, if a mother only sees the destruction in that, only sees that as a destructive, rebellious act, so then we'll never be able to help the children. They'll just hide from us. They feel bad, they feel guilty, they feel disgusting, but we'll never be able to help them. When we understand the so, that's what Kuk is saying, the secret of Kedusha Machravis, that there is a lower level of Kedusha that is broken in order to reach a higher level of Kedush. Not that the children are conscious of that, not that the boys are saying, you know, let's go to this place on Moser Shabbos because we want to break some luchus, you know. <laughs> we want to destroy the earlier level of Kedusha because we're, we're longing to reach higher medregas of Kedusha. That's not, that's not the Cheshmet at all. They're just following their Teva. They're following their nature. This is the Mahamish this poetry is something beautiful. Everybody would like to have the kid that is just perfect, you know? That he's not so daring, that he, that he doesn't do things that are crazy. He's just, everything is just right, and everything is beautiful. Rav Kook calls people like that, There are those whose souls don't carry them off to sail, to sail to the expanses, to go out, to go crazy. And there are those that, there are those who are not seeking the truth and seeking tov with a, with a complete heart. These people they can't bear it when they see, when they see that there's ruchnius that's being broken, when they see the luchos being broken, they can't bear it. Because all they see, all they see is bad stuff. All they see is harus, harusus ruchnius. But these people, they don't see buildings of their own. They have lives that are very, very, that are very sweet, very good, and everything is just the way it's supposed to be. But that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is perfect. What it means very often is that those who have stormy, turbulent souls and destroy many of the things that their parents are trying to build, if they're going to be handled properly, these are people that, are, that feel, these are children that feel that they, that they can't be satisfied with what is. They're not satisfied with reality. There's something inside of them. It's, we interpret it as mischief or destructiveness. When it's handled correctly, these are the Maishu These are the ones who break the Luchos. These are the ones that have Yad HaZaka. 
and some and those who are there are those who are mishain now shemushotetes b'merchav mishain a dorish so are him as v'atol b'cholavavu. If a person that falls into line, and he's not somebody that is that is going crazy seeking the truth v'atol b'cholavavu, and those people are not soivel harisus ruchanios they can't bear to see broken luchos. Avol ein lo gamkain binyanim atzmi. But these same people are not able to really build buildings of their own. They're missing a certain creativity. They're missing a certain energy. These people prefer, there are people who prefer to hide in the shade of buildings that other people built. Like rabbits. Like rabbits that... that Take that go for refuge to hide in the cracks of the rocks to get some shade. <coughs> now you might have a kid like this, and when he's little, when he's little, it's just trouble. But But if there's a if there's a, an adam, a human being, who has within him a nishmas adam, a nishmas adam bekirbo is a lebedeke. He's alive. He wants. He, he he's. The parents are going to experience this as a rejection. They're hurt by the rejection. That he wants to be different from his parents. That he wants to find himself. That he's not able to relate to the parents during those, that period of his life. His soul will not be able to find any refuge. He'll only be able to find refuge in the buildings that he builds himself. With his own spiritual hard work and toil himself. He won't find it in somebody else's buildings. Just because you said that this is the right way and you want him to, we want the kids to imitate us and to just go in our way. Some will do that, but the bigger, bigger neshamas, they can't do that. They just can't. Every single thing that the parents say that they want, there are kids that those kids, every single thing the parents want, it's bedavke, it's v'nahafeichu. It's purim against yepur. Mamish. Every single thing is v'nahafeichu. It's the opposite. And we'll talk about how therefore children, children, the, particularly the more creative and the more rebellious ones, they experiment with, we'll talk about that in the Mishnah, they experiment with very extreme things, with crazy things they experiment. Most of them we never find out that they did. But they experiment with crazy things to take a certain, to see how far they can go, to try certain things to experiment. They don't know how at that point in life. They don't know spiritually how to build themselves. So what we see, we see mostly that there's demolition that's taking place. Kedusha Machrevis. Kedusha Machrevis. They never stop. It never stops. This this longing, this need, to build a world for oneself, not to not to hide in the in the in the building by the building that somebody else made, but to build my own building, to find my own way. This is something that's beginning to percolate in the children. Again, they don't know how, they don't understand it. They don't know how to identify it. Go to the piece on the bottom. Harris opinion. Kishamargish haadam. He's speaking to each and every one of us. Kishamargish haadam. When a person feels that he's going through a period where there's a lot of his ruchnias that is being broken, that's ruined, that levels that he achieved. You know, he reached a certain madrega, and in the, and in the madrega that he reached, he sees that it's beginning to fall apart. There was, he, I was once excited about davening. I was once, I was into learning. I was trying to live a life of more kedusha, and then something disgusting happened, chas when a person feels that there's a lot in his ruchnias that is being that is, that's been destroyed, that he's destroyed, Yeda, he should know that all it means is that it, is that his turn has come, his time has come to build a binyan chadash, a new building in his life. The second luchos could be ready the third, the fourth, the fifth, but to build a new building in his life. A building that is higher, that is greater than what was before. But as 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 Rav Cook is explaining, in order to make in order to build that new building, 
There's a lot of destruction that takes place. Kedusha Machravis. Really, all of this is about building something which is greater, which is which is longer, which will last long, and is mufuar, which is beautiful, which is splendorous. Than that was than that which was before. Because all of our all of our existence comes from the second luchos, not from the first luchos. And this person who looks at his life and he sees all of the broken luchos should strengthen himself to fix his maisim and drachim, all that he does, to say the hagun in the right way, with courage of the heart, with pure, with pure desire, is not to be depressed, but with a heart that's filled with courage and with inner joy, because Hashem is good and Hashem is straight. Therefore he shows all sinners the path to come back to him. The main thing is to be humble and to try to build that greater building than what was before. Now, this, this Mahalach that Rav Kook is talking about, Kedusha Machravis, of course there are many, many Makaris for this in Tanakh, and we're going to talk a lot about how this plays out, Lamaisi in the life of the child growing up, all of what we're doing now is sort of Rosh Prakim. But just to make things a little bit more familiar, the Pasuk says in Malachim Beis, in Perikutes, You know the word in Hebrew, the word in Hebrew for crisis, what word do they use now in modern Eretz for crisis? Mashber. So the Pasuk says, when the Navi is describing the mess that we're in, he says, Our Matzev and Golas is described as that the the boys, the children, Hashem's children, have come to this, this mashber, this mashber, the koach ayin leleda. This is exactly where the boys are holding. This is what the Navi says. Bo bonim ad mashber, ad mashber. They're at a point of being broken. Mashber means terrible crisis. The koach ayin leleda, but they're not able to give birth. Now, what does this have with giving birth? So Rashi says, Ad Mashber, I'm sure that you know this, Ad Mashber, Rashi says, Ad Tzara HaDoymeli Isha HaYosheves Al Mashber. The birthing stool that the women would used to sit on, that birthing stool is called a Mashber. It was there's something cooking inside, and there's, 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 there's tr- tremendous pain, there are contractions, tremendous pain, if if we wouldn't know that there was that this woman was thought going to have a baby, you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to believe the kind of pain that she's going through. The Navi says that Bo Bonim Ad Mashber that the that the Jewish people are Bo Bonim Ad Mashber they're in a terrible crisis that's called a Mashber. Rashi says. This is like a woman who is sitting on the birthing stool, about to have a baby. She's, she's in labor. She just doesn't have the strength to push the kid out. She doesn't have the strength. Rashi says that the mashber is the name of that thing that the woman would shoot, that she would sit on in order to be able to try, in order to be able to have the baby. Yeah. So the so listen carefully. The shirish of this is, we go back to we go back to Yaakov Avinu, Yosef Atzadik in Mitzrayim, Bayar Yaakov Shever b'Mitzrayim. Now the word mashber, we're learning Torah. The word mashber, which means the birthing stool, Rashi identifies kach. The, that that bonum ad mashber the the word mashber means something is broken, right? It also means the woman in labor, mashber. It means a crisis. In Mitzrayim vayar Yaakov shever In the simple pshat of the pasuk, he saw there was shever in Mitzrayim. What is the shever? Shever. What is it referring to? The shever. That's the. That's not the pshat. The pshat, the pshat is food. The pshat is food. Shever mitzrayim, and vayavoh bnei Yisrael lishbor besocha boim, and then it says vayosef, who has shalit al haaretz, 
Hu hamashbir lechol amharitz. We've talked a lot about this. Hu hamashbir lechol amharitz. So the Jews are coming. Bnei Yaakov are looking for shever, where they were. They didn't have shever food. The shever is to be found. The sustenance is to be found in Mitzrayim. Yosef is the one who is the mashbir. They named the department on Yerushalayim. Hamashbir, right after that. That's when the years ago there were Jews that knew still knew Tanakh over there. <laughs> the Mashbir Yosef is the one who was providing. He's the Mashbir Lachol Amhar. So Rabbeinu Bechayi says that the simple pshat and shever is is grain, is wheat. Yeshever b'Mitzrayim. But then Rabbeinu Bechayi tells us what the Berish was just saying. The kerlo gamken hashoid vahashever. Rabbi Nebuchai says that the word shever also means tzebrachenkeit, a crisis, being broken, a tragedy, a difficulty. Shod v'shever. Why? So Rabbi Nebuchai says, because Mitzrayim is the place where we're going to be going into Galus. We're going to be going into Galus. And it's going to be a place of Jewish suffering. But it's also going to be a place where the Jewish people are going to be born as a nation. By going through Mitzrayim, being in that place. Mitzrayim, at the same time, was a place of suffering, of shever, of tzibrach and kai. It was also a place, it was also a place of the birthing stool, of where we were, where we were born. The contractions of Golis Mitzrayim brought to the birth of Am Yisrael. And Rabbeinu B'chayi says that that's how it is, that wherever something new and great is going to be brought into the world, wherever there's going to be shever, which means sustenance, something great, Yosef HaTzadik, there must be a time of shever, of tzibrach and kite. That's why it's called mashber. So when the Navi says, ad mashber, that's really our generation, but the Navi is talking to to Galus, the Jews in Galus, that that in order that something, in order that a new child come to the world, and in order that you and I reach higher levels, in order that that child that we saw is so cute and so adorable and so innocent, in order for that kid to become something great in the future, in order for some new and higher addition of this child to be born, he has to go through terrible, terrible mashberim. He goes through crises. Golis is described as Bo Bonam Ad Mashber, the Koach Ayin Leleida. The Koach, the Koach Ayin Leleida is that we, we don't have the strength that, that, to give birth. Bo Bonam Ad Mashber, we feel only the Mashber, but we're not able yet to give birth to something better. That's how Rabbeinu Bechai explains the need of Shever, uh, Shever B'Mitzrayim. All of this is what Rav Kook is describing as Kedusha Hamachrevis. And especially now, Ikvisid the Mashiach, we're sitting Mamish, the last second before before the birth of Mashiach Tzikainu. We're now Mamish, this is the Chevle Leida, Chevle Mashiach. The powerful contractions are now taking place. Powerful contractions. And because of those powerful contractions, there's more of a Churban than ever before. The destruction that we see, I'm not talking about on, on the, from our enemies, the destruction within our homes, the destruction of Kedusha the, is unbelievable, the destruction that's taking place. The Chutzpah, which the Mishnah describes at the end of Sota, Na'orim Pnei Zikainim Yalbinu, which I'm sure you all are familiar with, the Mishnah at the end of Sota says that young people, Na'orim Pnei Zikainim Yalbinu, young people have no regard for older people. Complete disregard for older people, chutzpah. Talk with chutzpah to older people. Don't look up to older people. It was only a short time before we're living. It wasn't long ago, where which the Pesachna describes in his in his Agdama, where the most natural instinct of a young person, especially that age of twelve, thirteen, fourteen, was to venerate his his father, his mother, his grandparents, was to look up to his rebbe. Every single thing that he wanted to be, he believed he could only receive from the generation before him. But the, descri- the description of Golis is Bo Bonam Ad Mashber, the Koach Ein Leleida. 
So the Mishnah says, Young people are going to have, I mean, old people are going to have to stand up for, for young people. That's everything that's happening now. Parents can't say what they want to their, to their kids anymore. If you would tell the kid to behave, so you'd say, I'm a potential, the kid could say, I'm, I'm a potential at-risk kid, orthodox kid. You better be careful what you're saying to me. Because if you're going to tell me that I, uh, if you're going to tell me that I can't have the uh, the latest iPhone, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, I'll do it anyway, and, and then you know, I'm going to go off the derech if you keep this up. And even if the kid doesn't say it befeirish, although I've heard situations where kids tell the parents that befeirish, even if the kid doesn't say it befeirish, the parents are frightened to discipline their children. They've been totally disarmed because they're so afraid of what's going to happen if they come down hard on the kids. They're totally disarmed. So the Mishnah says. That the older people are going to have to stand up to give covet to the ketanim. That's exactly where we're living in. To give covet to children. To give covet to the ketanim. Now to be afraid of what the ketanim are thinking. To be afraid to say anything to the ketanim. Ben menavel of bas Children turning against parents is what the Mishnah describes. At the end of time, the Mishnah says, the greatest enemies of the Jewish people will not, are not going to be the ones outside, but in one's own home, in, in your own home. The greatest wars that are taking place now are inside the home itself, between husbands and wives, between parents and children. All of this is Kedusha Machravis, and we're suffering a lot from it. The Kedusha Machrevis, of course, is that as we're getting ready, these last moments before Mashiach comes, we're getting ready to, for an entirely new world. <coughs> so we have to go through terrible mashberim. We have to go through a terrible mashber. The mashber is at the same time, <coughs> at the same time, the mashber <coughs> is a lotion of a birthing stool contractions that are going to bring to something great, something much greater than before, but also it means a lot of tzibrochen, kind of being, of being very, very, of being very broken. The whole world, the old world order is being shattered, is being broken. The first luchas of how we raise children, of how we looked at everything is being totally broken. And all of that is then in order to come to adulthood, in order to come to something higher, the lower level of life is broken, is being broken, in order to give birth to something to something higher. So, how much more salach has come of a come when it comes to a, a little boy? And the little boy feels inside of him that there's something going on. He doesn't know exactly what it is. He can't figure out what it is that's going on. He just feels that he can't bear anymore the narrowness of the of of the world that he was raised in, and he feels that he has to destroy everything that his parents want, everything that his parents believe in. He has to destroy, he has to break whatever his parents believe in. He doesn't know why. And many of these boys themselves say, I'm sorry, they'll say, I, I don't know why, I'm sorry. I, and the anger, the anger, the rage, the destructiveness that's in many of the children, not, of course not all, but many of the children, the more creative ones. The Yadah Chazaka, types, the more creative ones are the more destructive ones, where they destroy everything. They don't know that the destruction is because they need to build their own buildings. They need to build something greater. And Hashem has, has brought them to a, a place that's called a mashber, and there's a tzibrach and kite. V'koach ain't That's what the boys are describing. They don't know, I don't know, you know, why I'm doing this, why I'm so angry, why is it that I'm acting out this way. But there's koach ain't They don't know how to give birth yet to this new madrega that they're supposed to be on that Hashem is bringing them to, that they have to go through this period of Kedusha Machrevis. You know, there's a, there's a Sikhah from Lubavitch Rebbe. There's an amazing Sikhah from Lubavitch Rebbe, Lukovic Purim. One of the most remarkable stories that we have in the Gemara regarding Purim is Omer Rava Machayev Inishtal Vesumay B'Puriya Adli Yadav Ben Arham Rebbech Mardachai. Even a person who doesn't know Anarchi Hashem Lakacha knows that Gemara. <laughs> That uh, that you have to 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 become intoxicated on Purim, even to the point that you don't know the difference between Arham and Baruch Mordechai. Rabbi Rabzera of the Sudas Purim Bahadi Hadadi, 
Rabbin, Reb Zeira, and Rabbi Zeira made a Sudas Purim. I'm sure you remember the Gemara. They made a Sudas Purim together, Rabbin, Reb Zeira. Ivsum, and they, they were drinking. Come, Rabbi, Shachte, Reb Zeira. The most shocking Gemara, probably in all of Shaz, that Rabbi got up and he shechted Reb Zeira. He killed Reb Zeira. Come, Rabbi, Shachte, Reb Zeira. Lamocha, boy, Rachme, Vaachi. It's like so. The next day, he davened Rabbi and he brought Reb Zeira back to life. Lashana, the following year when it came time for Purim, Omalay, Nesimar Vinavis, who this Purim Bahad Hadadi, so would you like to make another Purim Suda together? Like we had last year? Omalay, lo. So Abzeir said, Shkoyach. I think we're having a quiet one with the family this year. No Purim Suda. He says, Omalay, lo. He says, he says like this, Lobachal Shaita Vishaita Misrachish Nisa. You can't depend on miracles. Miracles don't happen all the time. Last year that you brought me back to life, that was a, that was an ace. You killed me and then you brought me back to life. But I, I'm a, you know not trying that again. That was last year, but we're not doing that. We're not doing that again. So uh, the Ayvitz, the Masha, everybody's going crazy over this Gemara. There's a lot, a lot, and it's a very, very big sugya. It can't be that there was a Mamish a murder that took place. It can't be that there was Shvichas Daman. We're talking about Rabbi. We're talking about the God of Hador. There's no such thing, there was no, there was no shvichas damim, there was no murder, there wasn't a drop of blood that was spilled. And it's a whole long sikhah from the rabbi, but the Nakuda Pnimus is as follows. Rabba, the name Rabba means something which is great. Rabba, something great. Rabbi Zaira's name is just the opposite. Zaira is a zi'ira, which means something which is small. Kam Rabba v'shachte l'Rabzeira means there was something great, they needed to destroy something which was small. Kam Rabba Vishakhtil Reb Which is what Purim is all about. So the Rebbe explains, after many questions and going through all the different Rishonim and Achroinim, so the Rebbe says, that they were drinking wine by the Purim Suda. Haisala Kavana Kanal Vishla was for the purpose that's brought down the Shla Kaddish. Shemitoch mishta hayayin, that through drinking wine, yizgala etzlam yayin shebetor, they would be able to reveal the deepest wine of Torah, which is what? The hidden secrets of Torah. Because to come to that place that's higher than Da's, which is called yayinish Torah, the wine of Torah, the secret of, yayin is the gematria sod, right? Yayin equals sod. To come, the secret, to come to the secrets of Torah, regular Da's, Regular das can't will not will not suffice will not be enough. So the Rebbe says, They wanted to come on Purim <coughs> to come to the deepest deepest secrets of Torah. In order to accomplish that, they had to transcend regular das, the intellect. They had to come to. They wanted to come to Yenish Torah, the wine of Torah, the inner essence of Torah. And so it was that through the drinking, through the Suda on Purim, which is the time of the Galus of Torah Shabbat through that, they came to higher and higher levels of understanding the secrets of Torah. To a place that transcended that was much higher than any Das that they ever understood intellectually. So even though both of them became drunk, but Reb Zeir didn't have the kalim to, he didn't have the kalim to be able to, to hold such secrets of Torah, and what took place was a separation. He didn't mamish die. There was no spilling of blood. He came to a place of kalus anefesh where he is like Masalif, He passed out. He couldn't contain anymore the ecstasy that that he came to that that understanding of Saida Satara, the secrets of Torah. So there was a there was a disengagement between the Nisham and the Guf on such a level, he couldn't carry it in his Guf, that new awareness that he reached. Kiraba Rav Rabba means Moichin the Godless is a higher level of understanding. Therefore, Rabbi, in the guf, in a healthy way, was able to was able to absorb these deeper secrets of Torah, Torah, the wine of Torah. Rabzeira, Rabzeira means small. 
couldn't contain these giluyim that he experienced, these revelations that he experienced. As is alluded to in their names, Rabba Meira al Godless. Rabba means godless. Vizera Meira al Katnas, Miloshan Zira. Zera, Rab Zera, Zera means Katnas. Lachain, therefore, it's a Rab Zera boy, there's a Kalus and Nefesh Mamish. Therefore, Rab Zera, Mamish passed out, but it wasn't a passing out from being from drinking. It was Kalus and Nefesh. He was overwhelmed by the experience that was higher than who he was, and he, and he, he fainted. He couldn't bear, he couldn't bear that, the revelation of, of what he experienced. That's called dying. It was Reb Zeyer couldn't handle it. He died from the experience. Reb Zeyer had the kalim to be able to, to be able to absorb these teachings. The Rebbe says, now we can understand. When it says, Come Rabbi the Lachayr should say Katla, he killed him. It doesn't say he killed him, it says Shachte. <coughs> Why Shrita? Isa the Gemara, the Rebbe brings the Gemara in Chulun Daflamid. Ein Veshachat Elevamoshach. The Rebbe says, listen to this. Veshachat, the Lashon, the Gemara says in Chulun Daflamid that the Lashon Veshachat, because the, the Torah doesn't say Veshachat, the Torah uses the Lashon of what? Vezavachta Mibakarcha. But the Lashon of Chazal, Veshachat Shrita. That lotion means umoshach. It means pulling the knife back and forth, drawing the knife. That's shochat. V'shein v'shochat elav v'moshach. Haynu shetorichin inin hashchita hu that the deeper meaning of shchita is meshicha v'haalor. It means to draw to a higher place. Shaken because that's what happens when you shach the animal. Aidei hashchita machshir mesabehem elachilas adam. Through the shechita, this animal is now being elevated to the level where it's able to be eaten by a, a yid at a Shabbos table, or even in Carlos and Gabi or something. But it's now, it's now able to be lifted up to a higher place to Adam. That means the level of chai of an animal is being lifted up to a higher madrega of what? Of medaber. Which is the only heter to shecht because of, uh, because it, it's it, it's hurting the animal. It's tarbal lechaim, but the Indian is it's uh, it's really mush moshach is really bringing the animal up to a higher madrega to adam to become part of a human of, of a human being of a Jew eating that food. And what happened by the Purim Suda? Perish the Rabba Shachtil Rabzeira, who Sharaba Moshach Shachat the Heles Rabzeira Ladarganales. Come, Rabba. Rabba stood up, which is Moichin the Godless, which is the higher level of awareness, and Shechted the lower level of awareness, which is called Rabzeira. I deserve Giloloi, yeah, the Heles Rabzeira Ladarganales Shle the Erech. It was. It was. It was. Reb Zera couldn't bear it. Adezesh shegiloi soides verazen the Torah amukim beyoiser yoiser midai berach limudal harogel shel lefidar gosai v'dovese heviu lekalus hanefesh kipshutay mamish k'moy benodav naviu nodav naviu came into the bring to bring the k'tores shesuya yayin. It's the same Indian, and they died. Shesuya yayin. And he explains that that's the lotion. That he brought, that Rabbi brought Rabbi Zeyre to a madrig of Kalus and Nefesh. He didn't kill him. He killed his lower way of looking at things. He killed the immature, smaller way of seeing things. That's exactly what Rav Kook is talking about. Kedusha Machravis. What the, what the children are going through when they transition over to becoming adults is the Kedusha Machravis, the need to kill, to destroy, to shecht the lower level of who they are. Again, they're not conscious of that. They're just following their instincts. But Kam Rabba Veshachti Lerab 
the higher person who I am, I can't bear the confinement of, of being a little boy by mommy and daddy. I can't take it anymore. They look at their parents as being Zaira, as being a lower madrega. Not that they look down on their parents, and afterwards they'll, they'll, they'll come back and they'll see how great their parents are. That's not, that's not that they look down on them. They just feel that they need to find, like Rav Kuk was saying, they need to find, to build their own binyanim. And in order to do that, they break the luchos. Kam Rabbi Vishachtler on a deeper level means that the higher person that I want to be feels that it's being held back by what is perceived as being something lower than I want to be. And, and the children feel a need to destroy everything that the parents and the rebellion, again, the different madregas are saying in a very broad way, that everything that the parents and the rebellion see as being beautiful, as being, as being holy, and as being perfect, kam rabba v'shachta l'rebzeira. That the rabba inside the child is shechting the rebzeira inside the child. Really, the child wants to become mature. He wants to be an adult. He doesn't have the kalim. And because of that, the kids are dying. Bo bonim adma shber because they know that there's something inside that's being born. They, they feel intuitively that they're changing. Something, is, something needs to be born from me. I need to, something is happening inside of me. But the problem is, they don't know how to make that happen. They don't know how to make that happen. Now, what happens is that the parents then, the, that, like Rav Kook says, you could, be, you, could, you could bring, if you understand this, then you could really help and you could make tremendous tikkunah. But if you don't understand it, and you just become the angry, critical parent that says, how can you do this to me? Look what you're doing to me. Look what you're doing to me. And it's all about yourself, yourself, yourself. And you're making mommy and daddy feel so, you're making us feel bad. And how come you don't, how come, why would you, why would you want to go out and spend Sunday afternoon playing with your friends when we, could, when we can go out, to, we, we're going to take you out to a restaurant or something? All of these lashonas that the kids are, 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 are struggling with, that they need to get out and to shecht that, to shecht that part of their lives that they see is from the past, in order that they could be able to come to something better. They don't know that. But as adults, we have to understand that. That's our responsibility to see that. That's Mamish Rabba and Rabzeir at the Purim Suda. That's what the Jewish home looks like now. That's what Rav Kuk is saying, Kedusha Machrabah. So when your kid starts to act up and it's going crazy, that doesn't mean that, that it's hefker and, you don't, and there doesn't need to be discipline. But an adult needs to understand, you need to close your eyes and to say, Kedusha Machrabah. Kedusha Machrabah. Kam Rabba V'shacht L'Rabzeir. The kid's not shechting me. The kid doesn't want to destroy him. My kid loves me. So why is he, why is he acting this way? Because he is in a place that's called Mashber. Mashber means he's on the birthing stool. He doesn't understand it. He feels terrible pain. We'll talk about that more. He feels unbearable loneliness and terrible pain. He feels that his parents don't get him. He feels that... And then when the parents say, so tell me, so what is it I don't get? The kid says, you don't get me. So, so explain, explain me. Explain to me. I, we want to hear. What is it? that we don't understand. The answer to that is always what? You don't get it. So I'd like to get it. Here I am. Right? Here, mommy and daddy. We love you. We're here to do anything we can. All we're asking you to do, explain what is it. What is it? We don't know. You're, we don't get it. You're asking me? They're insulted. You don't get it? No. We, don't, we, we said we don't get it. Can you help us? You don't get it? And they're very angry, they walk out. They don't get it either. But what they're going through is bo bonum ad mashber. That's a brachen kind. They're broken. They're in such pain. Because, but, but, but they're, they're, because something is cooking inside. They're changing. There's something new that's supposed to be born. They're growing up. They, they know that they, they, they just feel that everything, the old buildings, they're breaking down. They don't have the koch. They don't know how to build new buildings of their own. They're on the birthing stool, and they're screaming and yelling like a woman that's in the, in the worst contractions. Mom is the last 30 seconds before the kid is born. And, 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 and uh, the, the nurses and the doctors, they, you can imagine if the doctor would stand there. Imagine the woman is like this. 30, it's 30, I'm sorry, another two minutes. It's the, the strongest contractions, right? Can you imagine what would be if the doctor and the nurses stood there and they were saying, what do you scream like a Michigan? You know that. <laughs> you scream like a Michigan. You know. I don't like how you're behaving. I don't like that. You know what? I don't like the way you're behaving. You're carrying on. You're embarrassing mommy and daddy all the time. You don't come to shul. You come to shul without a hat. You come to shul like this. You do this. You're embarrassing mommy and daddy the whole time. That's you're just a big embarrassment. And 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 the lady's screaming. She's screaming. Ah. <clears throat> so what the doctors and the nurses do? 
is they stand and they say, push, push, there's going to be a big simcha. That word push, which I was never in a delivery room, but I've stood outside of the delivery room a couple of times, and, and that's why I hear them screaming, push, push. That's our job, is to help with the pushing and to give schalskis and encouragement and so on. Because the kid is, the, these kids are in labor for, not for, not for uh, half a day or a day. They're, they're in labor between 13 and 20, 21, 22, 23. They're mamish. <laughs> it's a long labor. <laughs> and they're just, and you're saying when? Then the parents go to, at night. They're talking. They're, so what's going to be with him? What's going to be with him? What's going to be with him? The kid doesn't know himself. All he knows is that he's in pain. He doesn't know how to make this happen. He knows that he, he knows that he he's, feels that he's separated from what was, that nobody understands the pain that he's in. How to make this happen. And really, it's a truth for the parents. We're going to talk a lot about what the parents can do. Where it's really, it's not, it's not to reject that. It's, not to, it's to help the child push, to give encouragement, to help the child push, to bring that baby out. To bring to that to that uh, to that reality that new and higher madrega, how do we bring the kid to that new binyan that he's trying to build? If we if we only want the child to imitate and to and to and to be in our buildings and we're not able to acknowledge that the killing that the kid is trying to build a building of his own, so then then we're not helping them. We're holding them back, and the pain is just is is more terrible. But Avram, you want this? Before we say a push, meaning we know what the answer is. Isn't the first answer, we don't really know what the answer is? That's absolutely yeah. true. The humility to, to, be, to be humble, to say, both on the part of the child and the parents, to say, Adaliyada, that I don't understand, I don't understand. But I've got this there, try me. What? Try it, try it this way. Maybe yeah. this is it. But to, speak to your Rebbe, speak to Right, to, to, work, to work with the child, and to, we'll talk a lot about that, <laughs> but to acknowledge that I don't, I don't know. You don't know, and I don't know. I know that you're in a lot of pain, and I know that it's not because you're trying to destroy us. I understand that. It's not that you want to hurt us. It's Kedusha Machravis. This is what we're living in. And I don't think it ends at 23. I don't know when it ends, because it hasn't ended yet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's taking, it's taking a, a, a lot longer than it, than it used to. But that's the mitzvahs. We'll talk about. We'll talk about that mitzvah. We'll talk about that next week because the, the way that it was in our grandparents' generation is that by the time they were sixteen, they were they were already were they felt that they had independence because they were independent. They were out working and stuff. Now now they're in now school is going on for many many years and yeshiva goes on for many many years. So they're twenty one, twenty two years old and they're still babies, and they don't feel that they're they don't feel that they're. to get married at twenty one. Yeah, and then they're making it younger now, and they don't feel they don't feel that they have that they have that they're themselves. And a, a typical boy in, the, in, in 1850, a, a, a typical boy, by the, time he was, by the time he was 15 years old, he felt like a Gavarabba. And he was able to give birth to things. And he was able to start to make a pranasa. And he was able to get married when he was 17 or 18 years old because he was a Gavarabba. He was already a rabba. Now you talk to people that are 23, 24, and they're all Zaira, 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 Very, very little. And we're extending that more and more because they're just, the, the, the typical boy is not independent. He's not making a dollar. He's not earning a cent. He's just taking and taking and taking. He's not doing anything. He's learning, hopefully. If he's a good boy, he's he was learning. But he doesn't feel that he's, he doesn't feel any independence. He doesn't feel that he's grown up. He doesn't feel that he's left his parents at all. <coughs> he's left that orbit of his parents' home. And, and this is going on, 21, 22, 23. And then you, and you're telling him all of a sudden, now get married and you're, you're a balabas. Now you get married, he's a balabas. He never did one thing on his own. He never did one thing. He never did anything on his own. He didn't, maybe, if he, maybe in the, if he if he put a sack in the yeshiva, if he took it down to the laundry or something. Or, uh, nowadays, they probably they have very disposable sacks. They shouldn't have to <laughs> do anything. With it. So, so, so the the problem is we're going to talk about this a lot. The problem is that we we are extending this period of incubation much much longer than ever before. Our our, our parents, our grandparents, they were ready. They're already adults. The men, I'm talking about the men. They were adults from the time they were 15, 16. They were, they're already adults. They already were adults. If, if God forbid, you and I, were, if we'd be going through the Holocaust, Hashem, we wouldn't last a minute in the Holocaust. We weren't made, we're not made of that. We're just not made of that. We're a bunch of babies. But the, the, the parents, the grandparents, that generation, they were, they were 16 years old. They were Gavarabas. 
that's just how life was. That's how it was. You, there was a certain feeling of, of stolz, of, of independence, and, and, of, and of, being a, of being an adult. Not now. Not now. Everything's being taken care of. 17, 18, 19, 20. Yes, Schaefer, you want to go Benazman to where? Switzerland, Sweden, the Alps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you want to finish it off with a, with a little bit, uh, a, a Las Vegas night in Las Vegas, something sure. So, so, and, then, and then you put him into a marriage. So what do you want from these wives? You're destroying the women, Mamish, you're killing these women. You're setting them up with these babies. And they never did a thing in their lives that, uh, that I mean, they're learning, but they never did anything independently on their own. And then you put him into a marriage, and they're supposed to, nobody means to take care of a wife, to give a family. So then you know what we do? So then we say, no, no, don't worry, Mommy, Daddy going to support you for the next three, four, five years. We're going to continue to support you. Continue to support you. And, 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 and this girl, who was already mature when she was 17, because the girl's already much more mature, she's married to this guy. He's, he's, he's 20, 28 years old, and he still thinks like he's upset because he got a job, finally got his first job, and they told him he has two weeks off. And he said, two weeks? I mean, what do you mean? Ben Azman begins Adar Aleph. I, 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 I'm supposed to have three months off. Uh, I'm supposed to have three months off. You have, you have uh, two weeks off. That's it. And what time do I have to be at work? I have to be at work at 8. Eight. I mean, eight o'clock. That's the. I only. I only daven at a quarter to nine. I have a quarter to nine minion. Uh, no, you have to be here in the city at eight o'clock. If I want to daven, I have to get up at six. Six o'clock. Yeah. This is what we're. This is what we're. we're this is what we're doing now. So th- this is the part of the mashbeer that we're in. No, we should be zayichim at Hashem. But we're talking about Yosef who has shalit who has we're going to see how all this ties into Yosef as the Masha Beer. Which Masha? Which Masha? The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.